Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 91 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. Joining me in the Orange Sidewinder tonight, history revisionism has led to his reflexes being hugely exaggerated. It's Elite's very own Greedo, Ben Moss Woodward. And at least I can do that word noise thing. Yes, blah. (laughs) Thank you for that. And after retracting his hard points and cashing in his bounties, we have the Federation's answer to Boba Fett, Chris Jarvis. Hello! I mean, I mean in a few years I'm going to be overdubbed by a, um, uh, a New Zealand director that no one prefers to the original. Yeah, probably. Excellent. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have a palace or a sarlacc pit to throw his enemies into, but he's still not to be trifled with. It's Laves Jabba the Hutt, Grant Walcott. I honestly thought Bubba Fett was going to be the worst that you would go to, but no, you stood... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, hello. Hi, Grant. Uh, and I'll be your two-headed pod racing commentator for this episode. I'm John Oh, harsh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. That's the worst. Well, no, I, I left out the, the obvious worst character in Star Wars. <laughs> Misa, no, no, who you talk about? <laughs> I, will, I, will, I wouldn't even do that to Grant. Um, although if if, 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 um, if Colin Ford had come on, I'd have run out of character annoying characters, and somebody would have had to have been him. So, um, <laughs> so as you can tell, this this week is a Star Wars themed episode because uh, I'm going to go and see it on Friday. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see it on Thursday, and I'll tell you all about it. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm cut myself off Thursday morning. <laughs> Yeah, Grant, are you a Star Wars fan? Will you be making an effort? Yeah, I am a Star Wars fan. Unfortunately, I'm a, a person who doesn't get much time to get away, so I reckon if if I'm good and I behave myself, then I might be allowed to take my son on Tuesday uh, next week. Okay, it's going to be hard for you to uh, avoid spoilers for that long, though. But yeah, well, the problem isn't so much avoiding the spoilers. I mean, let's face it, it's dead easy to ignore people. I ignore most of you most of the time. But the issue is <laughs> that the minute it comes out in the cinema, that's when they release the piss-off, give-it-all-away trailers, isn't it? That's when they give these trailers that show you the end sequences and then flash away from it as if that doesn't spoil the entire movie. So that's the bits I'm going to have to try hard to avoid. And they do have form with it, because I remember before Star Wars Episode One came out, I bought the, um, the the soundtrack to the movie on CD, and I hadn't seen the film at this point, and something like track 10 on the CD is called Qui-Gon Jinn's Funeral. <laughs> That's the name of the track. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Liam Neeson's going to die then. Great. Thanks for that. Yeah, but it could have been like a, a fake funeral or something to, you know, you might been part of the plot or something or they had to fake <laughs> his death to bring out the Sith or something I don't know <laughs> no it was just bad enough <laughs> but uh, yeah the Metachlorians did it oh, um, so I'll just remind listeners if you want you can join us live or some of us live Who, who's actually in game and is willing to interact with people in Horizon I am City. currently interacting with Woo Yeah and Hi Bite and we are at what's survey in Lave 2. It seems like Lave 2 has opened its doors, they're no longer being complete antisocial bastards, and they're willing to play with us. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It is nice. Okay. Anybody else can be in-game? I'm still waiting for mine to download at the moment, so... I will well, I'm in-game, but I'm not local. 
I am heading okay. over to Lave at the moment, but unfortunately, I'm sorry about the wind. The, the whole elite noise coming through there. I've now turned it off <laughs> for, for anybody that could hear it. Okay. Actually, uh, oh, I'd better tell really people about the chat. Oh, sorry. Well, before you, say, before you, go on. Go on. Do go on. No, I was just going to say, because um, I've t- obviously, because I thought I might be doing the um, Twitch stream tonight, I was obviously, you know, changing my sounds in game so that it didn't come out over the call. And I can still hear the computer talking. And it sounds like they've moved the computer voice off the sound effects channel and direct to your headset Windows communication device if you have one. So it's no longer all just coming out on one. I don't know if that was like that before. I've never, I've never heard it do this before. So I have no sound effects in game. I have no engine noises, no hyperspace noise, nothing. But when the computer talks, I can hear the frame shift countdown, oh. which is very strange. That is an interesting change. Um, yeah, there is a different. Oh, there, oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. There just, is just, totally just, separate uh, levels for it now, Chris. Awesome. I just wanted to remember to hit all of the points. You know, I want to be the professional host, and I wanted to tell people that if they want to, they can listen live by going to the website, going to the Listen Live page, where there's an IRC chat channel um, where you can interact with us. Uh, and you can also tweet us during the show, at Leave Radio. Whether or not anyone's paying attention to that tonight, I don't know, because people are going to be playing <laughs> the game. Um, and we've had also um, a request open on Facebook, I think it is, haven't we, for people to give their thoughts on a year of Elite. Um, whether we'll talk about that tonight or whether it'll end up in the next episode, we shall see. Um, but if you've got any thoughts on, you know, how you, how Elite makes you feel since, you know, since it's been out for the last year, come and let us know on Facebook. So I suppose I better do the bit where I ask you all what have you been up to this week, uh, starting with Grant. Oh, okay. Start with me. Excellent. Um, it's been a week of Christmas shopping. Um, of again, it's just a, a lot of boring bits and pieces with regards to uh, getting paperwork and all that kind of stuff sorted out for my gran. I was at the bank's got another appointment to go back on Thursday. So just lots of endless tasks like that, as well as getting ready for Christmas. And we've obviously been working hard on trying to get a Docker's Christmas special out in time for Christmas. Parts are coming in now. I think we're just maybe down to the last two or three parts missing. And um, we have... Uh, oh, crikey, I've got a fuel scoop. That'll make it so much easier than trying to find a station to dock at. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I'm wasting my time here. But we've got an amazing, an amazing little song as part of this Christmas special. And it's all put together. And I have to say, it. If we could get it released, it would be Christmas number one. It would be fantastic. It is fantastic. Just wait till you hear it. It's going to be amazing. So we're hoping to hopefully have some kind of live stream Dockers live play next week. So keep an eye out on Facebook. Also, something I've just done tonight. If you are on Facebook just now and you're on the Lave Radio page, you will notice now at the top there is a little radio player tab. And you can listen to Lave Radio on there, so you don't even have to come out of Facebook. You can just click there and let it go. Grant, surely you want to get people out of Facebook as much as possible. Stop looking at bloody Facebook, people! It's important. That's where we get all our important information from them, and that's where we share it all. So it's good to have that little app there. Not just that, it's a special, clever one that will match you to the bitrate that suits whatever device you're listening on, allegedly. 
And not just that, if we have a point where we have more than the particular current stream can support, it'll jump you to the other one automatically. And I'm not sure it's got a volume control. That was one of the criticisms I had for them and fed it back. So hopefully we'll get a volume control if there's not one there soon. And oh, beta testing and CQCing um, some of this week, so it's been quite good fun. Wow, so it's, it's nice to know some people are still playing CQC. Okay, so Ben, what's been keeping you up? Oh, keeping me up's been a nasty cough that I still haven't managed to shake for nearly the past two weeks now, and it's thoroughly doing me nothing, as well as probably everyone who has to interact with me. Um, but that aside, on Friday I went off and had dinner with Ed Lewis and uh, Geekbyte and Elan, who... Uh, they were all basically over in over my neck of the woods for the I-56 convention. So we all decided we'd meet up in Solly Hall and go for a nice curry. And that was a lot of fun. Well, sorry, what's I-56? It is a... Insomnia. Yeah. It's what, basically like a LAN party. I'd say it's a, sleep. it's a LAN party. Oh, a LAN party. A, a LAN party and a bit more, but a LAN party, I'd say. Um... But basically, Ed and Elon were there for doing the HTC Vive demos, and it sounds like people had a lot of fun with that. The Elite one went down very, very well. The HTC's walkabout demo managed to make people scream. Um, and Geekbyte, who's an awesome guy and a great streamer as well, uh, he was basically there doing his streaming thing. So that was fun. And then on... Was it Sunday, Grant, that we did our CQC thing? And that was actually, that was a lot of fun. You know, I think eight of us basically met up on TeamSpeak and we all started shooting each other yeah, when we could see Grant's. We had some very bizarre, bizarre issues that I've never seen in any of the previous Aye. testings or anything, where uh, I was only able to see Ben and, oh, crikey, what was his name? The d- 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 I can't mind either, but the other guy. Dale? Dean? Dean, it was Dean, and that's all the people I could see, and there was a team of four, so I just kept shooting them, and they were getting really, really, really annoyed with me, because I was singling them out, but the truth was, I couldn't see Dave or Skiprat, and Dave and Skiprat couldn't see me, so it was quite interesting to have a sort of um, situation where when it goes to the kill screen, you can just see how pissed off two people were with me. Mm. Now, especially seeing as before the event, we all said, right, when we see Psycho Cow, kill him. And that was Dave saying that. But, you know, they couldn't even bloody well see you. You know your friends are bad, don't you, Grant? Mm. So, Jarvis, have you been up to much? Yeah, I've actually been playing, I'm t- despite the fact that Horizons wasn't out yet, I've been playing a fair bit of uh, Elite, actually. Um, I cashed in my money from the, the Lave CG. Uh... And it's got me into a, a, an ASP. So I finally, I finally traded up from the Cobra Mark III. Um, obviously, there's some debate over whether the ASP is, is a trade-up. I think on balance it is. Uh, it's obviously just not very good at everything. But I've not really, um, since playing Elite, I've not really pursued the whole kind of trader-smuggler side of the game. So I thought I'd give that a go for a bit. Um, and yeah, I'm just off to, uh, now that Horizons is out, I'm just off to a system to go and visit the, uh, the, the, the moon that's named after my daughter. So I'm going to go there and see that. Um, and I've also been writing. So I've been writing the scripts for the, the Chaos Reborn audio drama. Um, that's been interesting, difficult, but interesting. Um, 
difficult really just because I'm writing something that I've um, not necessarily written before and I'm not just necessarily talking about fantasy or Chaos Reborn um, but because the story itself is a kind of murder mystery uh, that actually that kind of mystery thriller um, that's not something that I've ever written before so um, I'm finding the plotting more challenging than I perhaps would for something else Chris, uh, did you so say the word scripts in plural? Well, I just mean, yeah. I just mean, yeah, I mean, I am sort of keeping an eye on, I am keeping an eye on the budget for, for whether or not we can do a second episode. Because, um, as I said, the uh, the actual Kickstarter rewards um, are actually coming in less than I'd originally budgeted for. So I do have m- more money than I had originally budgeted for. I don't, I'm not sure if I have quite enough for two episodes, but if I can stretch it to two, I will. Um, Con- consider me so, getting excited, so but I'll try to cu- keep calm. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, you know, I'd, I'd really like to do more than one. Um, so, but I don't. At the same time, I don't want to shortchange. You know, I don't. I don't want to cut into episode one in any way um, because that's obviously what people have backed, um, and I want to make sure that budget's used properly. But if there's if there's slack in there to do a second episode, then I'm then I'm definitely up for it. Um, so yeah. Okay. Cool. What have I been up to? Not much, to be honest. Um, did, did I, had I have I been on this since I started my new job? I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I've been assuming the new job is quite challenging. Um, well, you know, it's you know, programming. You know, whatever challenges come with that. Um, that's, <laughs> I'm not going to say any more than that. Uh, yeah, so I now work for listeners. I now work for the NHS. Um, that's about it, really. There's nothing too exciting. I've been doing some coding stuff. Um, with my brother but uh, nothing too interesting there either and I've just started planning what's going to be happening in the games room for LaveCon so nice. people who came last year will remember that we had four PCs set up and a, a room separate to the LAN uh, and we had the Chaos Reborn tournament in there um, but we're going to do more we're going to do more than that this year there, there will be a Chaos Reborn tournament again um, but we're going to ha- keep we're going to keep it as part of the LAN, and we're going to basically take up one end of the room. Uh, but we're also going to have other competitions and other games, a wide range of games, so it's not just necessarily strategy and, and chaos and things like that. We're also going to have some party games um, that people can just pick up and play for a few minutes and have a laugh and try and make uh, the LAN more of a fun place. Because I, it, was it just me, or is it it's quite a subdued atmosphere last year? <laughs> um, I only had time to go there for about two minutes looking for Karash, so I, never I can't saw really it. say. I never got into the land room. I was too busy playing with buttons. Yeah, well, you, well, you were busy, uh, to be fair to you. I don't think you, you, you left your uh, mixing desk all weekend, did you? Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty... Uh, we've got plans. I am I'm bringing my very own uh, stand-in this year, so uh, we're going to be training up Dylan to, to run the desk to let us get away for some food and try and get involved and certainly, you know, show people that, you know, I am a killer at um, Chaos. <coughs> and, uh, okay, okay. Possibly lift that trophy and show the, that Kate Russell and Danny Rem clip that, you know, they're not the only kingpins in that universe, honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to buy some trophies, I guess, for all of these competitions we're running so people can feel like they've achieved something. Um, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to have one purely because it's the only chance I've got of winning a trophy for the most goo used in a single round. <laughs> not for rats. Not for rats, no, for goo. 
Uh, okay. So, anyway, that's what we've all been doing. I suppose we better talk about the game. Uh, and, um, well, we'll talk about, you know, what's been happening in the development. Now, we're all beta backers, so we've been testing um, this early access to the Horizon beta. What are you guys thinking? You know, when you were playing it, um, what was your experience in terms of how did it play and how did it get better after patches? Because, unfortunately, I only got to play it on the first release and then I kind of got busy with other stuff uh, and it was buggy as hell when I was playing it did it get a lot better? Yeah, I mean the first night there was a pretty major bug where um, I don't know if it was the account information on, on, on my account wasn't showing up correctly or what but it was just it wouldn't let me land I was stuck 900 kilometers from the surface at this drop no matter what I did I couldn't get down so I kept re-wiping my save and wiping my save until I finally saw that there was a Horizon save. So I thought, oh good, that's good. Did that, landed in the planet, I thought, excellent, took off again and couldn't land in the planet again. And it wasn't until the next day that that problem disappeared, but it gave me a message this time saying, you need the Horizons plug-in to land in this planet. And I thought, aha. So it's clearly not quite worked. That problem disappeared, and then it was nothing but amazing hilarity. Uh, Kate streamed last night, she was on the planet surface and in the background you can see ships coming, flying past her, landing beside her. It it just creates this amazing cinematographic gorgeousness and uh, then I tried the scanning and, and finding materials on the planet surface and I started doing that thinking, no, this is a, you know, this is a fun little mini game. That's one for Danny. Uh, this is a fun little mini game, and um, f- you know, two hours passed, and I'm still happily looking at stupid bar charts on my little orange screen, heading off in that direction, shooting some rocks, collecting it, and going, "Ooh, ooh! I can refuel my SRV," which I wouldn't have needed to do if I wasn't driving around looking for things in order to get the materials to refuel my SRV. Um, so yeah, I loved it, absolutely loving it and of course the one thing that was interesting was on Friday on my Drabble show Galactic Midden found my ship on the planet and blew it up leaving me stuck on the planet in an SRV and the advice I was given was just go to the nearest station I had to point out it was on the opposite side of the massive <coughs> planet uh, I thought I'm not driving for two and a half weeks just to get there to get my ship back which leaves you with one choice Suicide. So I don't know how that's going to transpire into the full release, whether or not that's the intended um, effect of it, whether, you know, that that's exactly what they want, uh, or whether or not there's another way of kind of paying your insurance and calling the repaired ship down to you. Yeah, or at least, you know, a bus turns up or something, and you have to <laughs> embarrassingly get off the dock using public <laughs> transport or something. <laughs> That would be spectacular. <laughs> Putting out a distress call for a lift to the nearest station. Yeah, did he find it, it on the planet surface? Or did he find it in orbit? Sorry, Chris. Oh, sorry, did he find it on the planet surface or did he find it in orbit? He found it on the planet surface. It was parked up beautifully um. behind me. I found this beautiful part on Birmingham World, lovely and sandy. So I got a nice JPEG of a, a deck chair, slotted it behind my camera, sat there laying back, and in the background, my ship started to get these little pew pew marks on it and then boom so yeah it kind of ruined my whole relaxing beach party so is the lesson there that as soon as you get out of your ship you should just dismiss it then <laughs> i think that's probably good advice okay 
Jarvis, your thoughts? Seems as you've actually managed to play it, or have you just? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, no, I'm a bit like you. I, um, I I played the beta for Horizons quite early on. I haven't probably played the last week of updates. Um, so yeah, I, I've been really interested in it. I, like Grant said, I had a lot of fun driving around Planet Surface, looking for things that show up on um, on the scope. I found quite an interesting little place where there was some cargo uh, abandoned and there were some sentries you know standing guard over it that was a lot of fun um i've uh also been interested i'm hoping at some point we're going to talk about the new missions because i've been having fun with you know there's been quite a big overhaul to the mission system um and it's not just part of horizons it's part of the 1.5 release as well there's a whole load of new mission types uh branching missions um you know missions which require multiple parts which in in the couple that i've done the the multiple parts really seems to be like you need to go to this planet and give this thing to this guy and then when you get there he's like oh this isn't for me you need to go back to the guy that gave it to you so then you fly back and you kind of go back and forth a bit before it actually gives you the money um but there are some interesting ones now where like you're given something that you have to sort of hold on to for 40 minutes and not die um holding it and then supposedly an npc will show up and um sort of ask for it off you uh, although when i tried that in beta i have to say no one ever turned up to claim it so i don't know what's happening that but there is yeah, there's quite a lot there now actually um and if you include some of the stuff now you know the missions that take you down to planet surface for deliveries and things there's actually quite a bit of you know for people who who maybe haven't looked at the sort of bulletin board missions in a while um there's quite a lot there that's good and actually, I, after I bought my ASP, it was funny, I took a screenshot of it, because I bought my ASP and I kitted it out, and um, the last thing I bought, I, I had 11 credits in the bank after I'd upgraded my ship, and I thought, yeah, I haven't really managed that budget very well. This is not an auspicious start to my trading career. Um, so the first thing I had to do to just kind of get back some trading capital and even earn the insurance money for the ship um, was I picked up a few missions because um, obviously, you know, they, they, they pay good and they don't require too much up front. Oh, so, so stupidly, the first... undocked with only 11 credits in your bank. Yeah, in the world, yeah. Wow. Um, so I had to take on missions. And actually, the first mission I took on was really well paid, but I was thinking, I'm going to regret this, because this is my shiny new ASP, no money to pay for anything. And the first mission I took on was a um, uh, an 80,000 credit reward for shipping two tonnes of cargo, uh, but illegal cargo. And when I took off, it turns out I was working for the Dark Wheel. So I was really like, oh, no. How have I allowed this to happen? This is really bad. So, yeah, that was a really... That was very much a bum-squeaky, um, silent-running docking at the other end. In fact, it was silent-running on the way out of the station because that was a station that I, I quite often get scanned on my way out. And I thought, Do you know what? I am just going to stick it on silent-running and afterburn all the way from the inside of the station to the edge of Matlock range. <laughs> I had everything turned off. It was crazy. In fact, I even turned off life support. I did the whole mission. <laughs> I did the whole mission just on reserve air because I was trying to keep my uh, heat signal low. So that was good fun. So there's, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had in there. Um, and yeah, I mean, the planet stuff, the planet stuff's absolutely great. I mean, it is a little bit... It's funny, I think you... It's difficult sometimes when you compare what Elite Horizons is doing to maybe what some other games are doing. Um, and I think that Elite Horizons produces some amazing natural beauty in terms of the kind of the rocks and 
um, some of the scenes that you get. But there are times when I kind of look at the planet's surface and I think, this doesn't... I know it's doing a lot more and I know it's very clever, but aesthetically it doesn't necessarily look as good as perhaps what, you know, what some other games are claiming they're even going to do. Or even, and I was thinking about it today because I actually watched a, a Star Citizen trailer, which I haven't done for a while. And we talk of, you know, there's lots of people talking about how the big thing we really want is the ability to kind of get out the ships and walk around. In some respects, it's a bit weird because it feels like it's this huge thing to be able to get out and, and leave your ship. But actually, it's only what GTA 3 did. It really shouldn't be, you know, that big a deal. Um, but I know that obviously Frontier are working on making sure that there's gameplay content that comes with that tech. I'm sure that actually the whole thing of having a camera that allows you out of the ship to walk around wouldn't be that hard. Uh, it's all the others that comes with it. But it's just, you know, it's just a bit of perspective occurred to me today. Um, but I, I, think it's, I think it's fantastic. And I think the seamless, uh, considering the last game I played that allowed you to land on planets was probably um freelancer and that was a massive that was a huge cheat because you didn't actually fly down you just flew to this docking ring and then suddenly you're in a kind of you know a base that has like a, a static backdrop um and it was interesting i didn't catch all of the live stream that, that david did this afternoon with ed um and i haven't been able to watch it back because it turns out there's about six and a half hours of it um but they were talking about obviously frontier elite 2 had planetary landings but it did occur to me and david was saying you know he realized that, that there was a lot more that needed to be done than necessarily just getting down to planets even though we we talk about the fact that on frontier elite 2 you could go down there was actually nothing to do really on planet surfaces um it was just another kind of um space station landing effectively it's just a space station landing on a, on a planet rather than uh, in a space object so i think there's you know i'm really impressed with the content they've got for day one for um the horizon surfaces um and i'm looking forward to the rest of the year because actually if you think about what elite was like on the day one release you know after the launch party compared to where we are now in terms of all the stuff there is in the game um i think the next few months are going to be some really exciting releases okay ben what what were your thoughts then on the beta i actually very deliberately avoided most of the beta apart from driving around bases with guys on at lay radio uh, i just did not want to get myself spoiled with it i i found that after playing horizons beta so much i was almost burnt out of playing cqc and i really did not want that experience for when i was in uh, for horizons so because of that all i've really done is drive around and hang out with the guys at whatever station we've been hanging out at. So, <laughs> but but I've enjoyed the driving around, and, oh, I took some... I wish I'd entered them into the competition now, actually. Um, I took some, <laughs> what I think were quite nice photographs of Mindwipe and I, and, yeah, I actually think, after seeing the winners from the photograph competition, you know, I think my our photos had a chance to have gone up there. Um, some lovely shots of mind wiping his um, cutter, trying to well, pretending to shoot me, and also of me driving around on top of his cutter. But apart from testing that side of things, I've done very, very little in Horizons. Yeah, I've been the same. I think on the first night, um, I kind of just kind of gritted through the uh, the bugs. I landed on a planet, and then uh, I landed at a base drove my little buggy around a bit and uh, it was a lot of fun 
my brother got me involved with trying to attack some um, some sentries, which got me a fine. But I didn't care because it was beta. Um, but then, yeah, the bugs kind of kicked in and I wasn't able to get back to my ship for a while. Um, it took me long enough to work out how the hell to get back onto my ship once I was docked. Um, I don't know if there's been any improvements in pointing you back to your ship, you know, so you can get to the right hangar. Uh, just uh, the the space compass thingy. Okay. Um, I'll have to try that again once it's finished downloading. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, I, I kind of didn't want to get too uh, bogged down in it because I wanted to see the final thing today. Um, I probably will play it later. Mm. So um, bef- before we talk about more in-depth about what is in Horizons 2.0, has everybody seen the trailer for the expansion? Which one? There are sort of two. Yeah, yeah, there was, wasn't there? So the first one um, was a kind of... Well, I can't even... I can barely remember it. It's quite forgettable, but it was just a kind of a ships-on-planets kind of thing, wasn't it? The music was very nice. I remember that about it. Uh, it had a very kind of inspiring track uh, along with it. And it was, you know, it was nice. It was a bit... It reminded me of one of these sort of um, videos that a, that a YouTuber might do. Of, of kind of cutting elite game footage together and making quite a nice sort of music video. It was that sort of thing rather than the big sort of produced CG trailer that we got uh, out today. Right, yeah. Um, so the trailer today was was the one that I had I'd completely forgotten, to be honest, about the uh, the first gameplay trailer. So the fir- today's trailer opened with a um, quite a historic speech uh, JFK talking about why they were going to the moon. Did it? Uh, did they make the hairs stick up on the back of your necks? I thought it was a bit ironic, to be honest, since we can't actually go to the bloody moon. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, fair enough. We are, we do seem to be uh, struggling to get back there. But apart from that, I mean, did you? So think I actually meant in game, but we can't get back there in real life too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I, yeah, I, I thought you were talking about the current state of NASA funding, but okay. Um, yeah, they, that's, that's, that's the Americans for you, though, isn't it? They've been to the moon a couple of times. They're like, bored of that. It's Mars or nothing now. Um, but that's by the by. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, I, I kind of agree with what Chris said. It was kind of a, like, uh, let's just take a bunch of... Um, videos that the community have done and stick them together but uh, i don't say that in a bad way because the community's actually done some really cool videos um but yeah it's that kind of fading cut between everything which um but i think it did a good job of um kind of pointing out the the natural beauty to the universe that you know you can just be in your ship looking at a planet and it looks good so um that did well so okay going back to jfk um, do you think that set the tone correctly for the video, or do you think it had just been slung mm. in there? I, I thought it was a bit weird on the basis that JFK was a sort of famous peacenik. Um, it surprised me that virtually the first thing that happened after the speech finished was two ships opening fire on each other. So I wasn't 100% sure about the tone. Um, but at the same time, you know, I did really like it, and I did. I, I liked the the kind of juxtaposition of the JFK speech with the, with the sort of, you know, footage of these moons. Um, it reminded me a bit, and I know this is going to sound like a very negative thing, and it's not, because despite the series' flaws, I actually thought this was a really interesting opening. Um, the opening credits to Star Trek Enterprise, which kind of showed the history of space flight 
um, and, and a history of space flight that led all the way up to Star Trek era. Um, and one of the other things that was interesting was that that showed a number of different vessels that have borne the name Enterprise kind of over the over the decades and centuries. Um, and it kind of reminded me of that. I liked the kind of tie into to real history and kind of real events. Um, and I think it's, yeah, and I think it's, I think it's, inspir- you know, it's an inspirational speech. And it's, if you're talking about opening up a whole new area of the galaxy to explore, I think very appropriate. Um, and yeah, really nice surprise. So, I mean, the one thing that stood out to me was all the planets they, they're showing off in the video seem to have nice big deep canyons. Um, I never seem to be able to find a planet with canyons. I always find the most boring dust balls ever. Um, has that been the same case for you guys? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just no, me. not at all. I mean, other than the fact that at the moment I'm having difficulty buying an SRV, it just doesn't show in the restock. Well, never mind. Um, I had, uh, on Birmingham World, beautiful, massive craters that created these kind of artificial cliffs. And if you get your SRV onto that beautiful kind of the Milky Way showing behind it, the galaxy, oh, they're just stunning shots of kind of like that Wild West uh, sitting on the back of the horse riding off into the sunset shots. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I am glad that your ship, uh, once you move away f- from it, kind of auto-dismisses itself, and then you can just call it back to wherever you are, because I find it far too easy to jump in a buggy and go jumping off of dunes and cliffs, and then before you know it, you're like 40 kilometres away from your ship. It, it, it does, I mean, the buggy does make you, well, I find that when you're in out of the nor- orbital cruise and you're out of glide mode, that it does feel painfully slow to create any kind of uh, decent movement uh, in-game but then when you're in the buggy that sense of it disappears unless you're in one of those massive craters and you're trying to get to the edge to drive up it uh, at which point you realise how frustratingly annoying it is that the buggy keeps spinning around in circles and no matter what you do you always end up lost and facing in the opposite direction that you start don't know why, and you can never find out which way. So you like go in a straight line, stay in a straight line, and it's impossible. Yeah, has anyone actually managed to kind of do like a power drift in the buggy? You know, where you you get that kind of the power just right, and you basically you know the wheels are locked one way, and you're just turning the other. I think that's all I ever seem to do. <laughs> that's the only way to go forwards for you, is it? Okay. So um. Go on then, has somebody got a handle on what are the big changes then in Horizons for people who've, you know, being in, in a in a closet, not in a closet, <laughs> in a cave or something, being in something for a week uh, and haven't had much chance to actually play it. Um, Chris Jarvis talked about the missions. You, yeah, do you mean the obvious answer for people who really don't know? What's or the obvious answer? The obvious answer is... Uh, no, uh, apart, from planets. Planets. apart from oh, okay, planets. Apart from planets, you can land on planets. <laughs> So I thought you were looking for like yeah. a really. If this was the first podcast, but I mean, apart from listening the... to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the re- it's it's like an episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and it's the first question: <laughs> What can you now do in Elite Dangerous? And then the, the Muppet now... goes and picks the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, what can you now land on? Moons, bananas, <laughs> fridges, or traffic wardens? <laughs> yeah, I'll go. For, like can I phone a friend? <laughs> yeah. I, I could um, never be on that show because I'd always end up saying at that point, "I'm going to use my art, ask the audience now because they're they're fucking clueless when it gets to the really difficult <laughs> questions." 
Yeah, and I get I get an insult in, um, which I might not be able to do later in the show. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, for me, the 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 one thing that I, I I'm looking forward to actually is the the um, the Cobra, the new Cobra Mark Four. Um, is this something anybody's? Because that gets launched tonight as well, doesn't it? I was actually dry, flying that last week, and I oh, quite right. enjoyed it. Um, it's very nice for some basic pew-pew, you know, obviously it's not the same as a vulture and things like that, but it's a good, for pew-pew, I think it's a better ship than the Cobra Mark III, because of its better, um, hardpoint positioning. You know, it doesn't have as much, it's, it has the same amount of power as the Mark III, but the positioning means we can actually get much better shots off. And we make more. We can get more use out of our guns. And of course, you've got a extra small one as well. If you want. an extra, a third small hard point. Let's rephrase that. An extra small. It's like they brought in a whole new class of weapons. <laughs> not a class, not point two five. Yes. And <laughs> um, you don't. You so haven't found the handling an issue because I know that's what I been didn't. I think people are just pissing and moaning about the handling because. They're used to the Cobra basically being the fastest ship in the game, and I because Tell of that, I'm, I'm, I'm flying this asp. I keep missing the door on the front of space stations <laughs> because it doesn't. The asp doesn't turn. You, you know, if you're if you're approaching the space station door from above and you turn to try and go through the door, nah, you just carry on. You just carry on sailing past the station. So yeah, I think <laughs> I think anything other than the Cobra or possibly an Eagle is going to feel like really dodgy handling. Well, I was going to say, if you think um, if you think the ass bad, you should wait till you get into a lake on. <laughs> no, but I kind of expected with that. I think I thought the ass was still quite nippy, but it's really not. Like, for example, it's going to take me twenty-seven minutes to fly to this planetary surface. Screw that! I'm going back up to space. Yeah, but anyway, sorry, we we're talking Cobra Mark Four. Yeah, so come on, well, I, I don't know, guys, I haven't been on the uh, podcast for a while. I mean, have you all given your thoughts on the new ships that were out in the, the ship's uh, the expansion? Kind of did or a couple of weeks they... ago, didn't we? Yeah. We sort of um, did, yeah, but I don't think... Uh, the Cobra Marks 4 is really the one we haven't covered. Um, the keelback is really nice. If You know, for people who haven't played beta, um, if you're a trader and you are fed up with you know being a sort of trader like so if you're in a type six and you're a bit annoyed with not being able to kind of get involved in a scrap if someone challenges you the keelback is actually i personally think a really nice ship um i was considering it over the asp explorer for this release just because um i I just i had a lot of fun in the keelback in beta and i think you know it's got the same weapon loadout options um as a cobra mark three so it's not it's not to be sniffed at. I mean, you do need to make sure you've got turret weapons uh, because its handling, you know, its handling isn't good. Um, but at the same time, I mean, um, yeah, that's a that's a really nice ship. I'll, I'll say that. Well, yeah, I thought the same. I thought the keelback was. Um, you know, I'm not a massive person. I'm not massive into trading, but it's such an inexpensive ship compared with uh, yeah. the, the larger traders, that it's worth having one in case, you know, you need to kind of scratch that itch of trading. 
and you know you can kind of look after yourself a bit better as well. So um, I'll definitely be buying one this evening uh, as a backup. I'm currently flying around in a further lance. Um, I don't think I've said that on the podcast. I was um, loving my Vulture for a long time. Uh, and then they went and buffed the further lance. Can you believe it? Um, so... <laughs> Because no, it was you think of the new then? terrible shit before that, wasn't it? What's your take on the new Fertilance? Because I liked it, I have to admit. I tried that the week before. Yeah, I mean, I liked the old one. I didn't think it was underpowered. Um, I thought it was good enough. But now it's just amazing. But I suppose now it is worthy of the title of heavy, heaviest fighter, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's good. Uh, and you can actually s- stick some beam lasers on there and it doesn't melt the entire ship. So, yeah, no, I think it's good. Uh, but in terms of new ships, the Keelback, yes, as I said, love that. Uh, the Clipper, once I got it out of the docking bay, <laughs> um, I was a bit underwhelmed. Um, there's not much more, more I can say about that, really. I don't know what people are expecting, mind. Everybody just turned around and said, it's rubbish, it's slow. And, um, you know, it's not as good as... And then they start comparing it to the um, the Corvette and things like that. But the Corvette's not exactly a nippy ship either. Um, so, I, but I don't, yeah, I don't know what people were expecting with it, though. I do think that the traders really do like the the Clipper. Or the Cutter or whatever it is. The Cutter, the cutter sorry. Um, because it's such a large ship. I mean, it, I think you can get like 700 plus tons, if not 800 plus tons in it. You know, that's doubling the Anaconda's amount. Yeah, yeah. And, and you still get that last ridiculously large gun on there as well, so... Yeah, and you've also got a reasonable jump range, like 13, 14 light years while fully loaded. Yeah, it's not bad at all, is it? No, yeah, it's not to be sneezed at. Yeah. But I think everybody was hoping it was going to be... Because um, I find that both the Courier and the Keta quite good combat ships. Um, even though they're not meant to be specialised or anything. Um, whereas everyone seems to think that the cutter is no good for combat whatsoever. Um, well, can I just front- interject with something here? Because this was actually covered in the stream today. Oh, cool. okay, go So, somebody said to Mr. Evans, so you know what kind of response we're going to get here. Mm-hmm. Why is the cutter so bad? Well, that's your okay. opinion. Uh, and then he did go off to basically expand, ex- expand and say, no ship can be the be-all and end-all. The cut was good at some things. It was seen more with the imperial mindset. So it's more of a large ambassadorial ship that can look after itself, as opposed to here is a a frigate or something like that. It's not. A, it's it's a military ship, but it's it's an ambassadorial ship. Whereas the Federal Corvette is definitely with, with the big guns, or at least the small big guns. Yeah. And I think it, it holds that role quite well. And it does look quite, quite pretty. It looks better in real life than it did in the original screenshots. Yeah, I think it looks best from the back. Yes, definitely. Um, and the heat sinks on it, they, they rise up like, sort of, like a, a dragon's kind of spikes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It looks so good. So, right. So, anyone else got anything to say on ships? Yeah, I'm sorry if you already covered that, but I just wanted to give my two pence. 
on it. Um, okay, what? Any other features in Horizons you want to talk about? There must be something. I'm interested in this um, this uh, data point scanning uh, feature because I've not really. I sort of watched their tutorial um, video on it, but I've not really had a chance to find any myself. Um, I was hoping to have a look at some of this outpost I've just landed at. Turns out they're very unfriendly. Um, but there's this kind of. Uh, so I don't know if I don't know if you guys know about it, but there's this sort of mode where you can drive around. Um, uh, you can drive around bases, and there are these things that kind of look like uh, mobile phone antennas, and you can kind of drive up to them and scan them. And then there might be like three on a base that you have to scan within a certain time. Um, but I'm not sure, because they didn't cover it on the stream, because they didn't want spoilers. Um, and I haven't been able to do it myself yet. I don't know what reward you get for scanning these data points. Is this something any of you, you guys You get a bounty, with? Chris. So if you look at, once you've scanned all your data points, go to your transactions tab, and you'll see you've been given some money in a bounty or something like that. Okay, so you're basically like selling encrypted data or something like that. Is something it? like that, yeah. It's basically something you can collect at the Imperials or the Feds or whatever. Okay, cool. Um, by the way, some people are noticing that laveradio.com seems to be having technical difficulties again. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's bad news. Mm. Unfortunately, that's the, the web hosts. There's not a lot I can do about <laughs> yes. them. Oh, good grief. <sighs> How annoying. So, yeah, are we even broadcasting them? <laughs> I mean, we're on Twitch, obviously. But We're on Twitch, on and if somebody's got the page loaded already, they should still hear us. Um, yeah, okay. The chat room might have crashed, I don't know. Well, the chat room's just IRC, so people in IRC who are using proper oh, okay. IRC it's hosted are on okay. IRC. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, they, they can still listen, and if, and if they're, the, the website's down, you can also now use that radio player tab on the Facebook page to listen to the radio directly, or you can obviously jump to twitch.tv forward slash lave radio. Tech. Well done, Grant. Where would we be without you? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to sound sarcastic there. That's just my my, my normal voice. <laughs> um, well, no, we've, we've got backup. We've got backup text now. We've got Chris and we've got Chris. Although Chris hasn't done it, whereas Chris has. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, just oh, that reminds me. The video for Horizons Two, the proper trailer for it. Did, uh, mm. I take it we all noticed the the uh, reveal in there. Sorry, the what? The reveal. The little reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to? Is there apart from squeeing about it? Is there anything we can actually say? No, it looks a little bit like unknown artifacts, only on a planet's surface. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> so if UAs are exciting, then these are exciting. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose the question is, oh, are people out there now racing to the distant reaches of the galaxy to find planets to see if they can go and find these? Or do you think Frontier have just been really mean and just put them in the video? Oh, yeah. I am sure people are looking. Mm, I, well, I hope if they are looking that they're not wasting their time. I bet you that people like Canon are looking for all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't I'm, suppose... I'm sl- I was going to say, uh, this is the time when you might want Alan on, but someone else might know. Is, is there any law about Thargoids that might 
indicate where they might appear first or something? Or were they in certain sections of the galaxy before in previous games? No. It's tricky, actually, because mostly that was... We're talking about Frontier First Encounters, which is probably the game that, from, from my discussions with people, people seem to have played the least. Um, so that's a difficult one. Um, yeah. Um, although, I mean, the Thargoids were obviously in the first Elite, but it was more of a thing where you would be jumping around in hyperspace and sometimes you'd get dropped into, like, a black system and you would get attacked by by Thargoids, and it was kind of almost instant death. Um, but I think, you know, Frontier First Encounters, I think, was the big game that covered um, Thargoid stuff happening. Um, mm. And it's not something that's concisely... You know, it's not something that's concisely written down anywhere, really. It's, it's a tricky one. Yeah. I'm just wondering if people are going to be able to make educated guesses or whether they're just going to have to brute force it and go and visit as many planets as possible. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because uh, they were talking about, their, you know, a long time ago, they were talking about there being areas of the galactic map that you actually can't get to at the moment, which they were sort of keeping reserved for later developments. So I don't know if that's still the case. Yeah, I suppose... The, 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 Wasn't there stuff going on in Polaris... Polaris? Yeah. Sorry, I thought there was was some some kind of Thargoidy type stuff happening in Polaris, but I didn't play any of the Frontiers, so I I don't know, but that's certainly one of the things that everyone keeps talking about is is something in Polaris, but what that something is, I have no idea. Um, Oh, yeah, Goose has just confirmed. I mean, yeah, the one thing's in Polaris, but I'm the wrong person to actually say what there was, just what I've heard. Okay. Interesting. But I guess if you guys have enjoyed played First Encounters either, then you probably don't know either. No, I only played it for a very short amount of time. I mean, I played, it was mostly all um, Frontier Elite 2 that I played, and um, right. it was, First Encounters was a PC game, and I think I was a bit late getting a PC. I kind of clung on to my Amiga for too long. Um, you didn't. You didn't cling on to your Amiga for nearly as long as I did. Trust me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think I retired my Amiga until about two thousand and one. Yeah, you're talking to somebody who had a Mac in his room about a month and a bit ago. So I can't talk. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I barely played it, and when I played it, I kind of played it like I played Frontier Elite. I very kind of just as a free roaming thing. I didn't bother with the missions even though there was all that structure and stuff to them that was meant to be the selling point of that game I guess so uh, there you go yeah or uh, Frontier Horizons is his name yeah okay anything else on Horizons there's got to be more to talk about apart from landing I just want to say I mean I'm sure I mean if you if you haven't played the beta when you're um, getting into Horizons Live tonight and you get into your Scarab for the first time, the first nice little touch you just want to notice is that your headlights have full beam and dipped beam options, which I think is a really nice touch. I don't is know why that indi- to Is me. there an indicator? That would be the ultimate touch. Mind you, no. There is, but my, my Scarab's a BMW, so I'm not using it. And Mindwipe is wanting to point out that he still uses his Amiga, so sod us. 
He um, is the he is genuinely the last of the faithful. I, I thought it would be me, <laughs> but it turns oh, well, out it's not. I have an Amiga emulator on my PC. Does that count? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's not forget that I was I was streaming interface during the uh, <laughs> the elite the escape velocity twelve hour stream. We did we did an hour of interface, which is an Amiga classic. Okay, so lots of bugs. Oh, please tell me because uh, I'm still waiting for this download. I got one minute and six seconds to go. Is the ten credit bug fixed, guys? This is the yes. big news. This is yes, what it is. This is what everybody was downloading the game for, is to, to make sure that <laughs> 10 credits doesn't appear. Uh, okay, well, that's good news. <laughs> I don't suppose anybody found out off Frontier why it was such a, a bug, such a problematic bug that seemed to persist through multiple updates. You know, was it, was it a case of it's so difficult to code, they were like, Right, what, I, what task shall I move on next in the bug list? Ten credits or implement landing on planet? Oh, I'm going to implement landing on planet, so that's much easier. <laughs> no! Thing? I, I don't like this station. I was driving around and all of a sudden it decided it was going to uh, blow my anaconda up. So now I'm in the same position that Grant was in. I'm in my SRV... How do I get my buggy, my ship back? You need to go and land at the, take your buggy to the station. <laughs> uh, it, I was parked. I wasn't doing anything, and the station just blew me up. <laughs> Ow! I thought I now have a lovely corpse to drive around. See if you can rob it for loot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, well, if, if if that's it, if we're done for Horizons, I guess we can we can move on to other news, I guess. It's now half past nine, so we've got an hour to... How long have we got? Yeah, an hour. an hour. An hour. An hour? Finish oh. at half ten. Okay, okay. Sorry. I know you've not been on for a while, John, but really. Oh, honestly, <laughs> I'm just really, really out of it, guys. I need. I really need you to help me through this. Um, okay. Let me, let me probably look at the show notes, and because uh, I've I've been wanting to talk about the new missions, and you know this is this is my chance. Well, yeah. I mean, you were talking about it earlier, and you're almost selling me on it, and then you you, you kind of <laughs> stopped, and I was like, well, come on, what else is there to these missions? Yeah, where is I, it? Because it's in the release text. You worried me when you described that first mission. You said, oh, you take it somewhere, and then some guy says, oh, no, and then sends you back. And I was like, well, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> that, that, was, that well, to be fair, that was just that mission that I got, and I did just seem to be going back and forth between people that just didn't want the cargo. Um, so we've got in here, we've got um, the Don't Die missions. So the Don't Die missions are the ones where you get given something and said you need to hold on to this for 40 minutes. Um, and I presume, I mean, there's no kind of caveats with that, but I don't know. I mean, if you just stay docked for 40 minutes, does that, does that win you the mission? I don't know. I haven't tried it yet, uh, but that's an interesting one. There's a don't get scanned mission. So this is taking a kind of smuggling, silent running um, to, a, to a real extreme, and the mission fails if you get successfully scanned at any point throughout your trip. So that's quite an interesting one. Um, the multi-staged missions thing is uh what i was talking about where i just kept getting sent back and forth um i think probably the ideal of that is that you go somewhere and then that triggers 
the need for something to happen somewhere else. Um, and I know that we, you know, they were talking about um, there being missions, that obviously take you down to planet surfaces and back up into space and that sort of thing. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I was going to try and find one of those tonight, but there wasn't one on the bulletin board, so uh, I couldn't do it. There's a thing here that says missions can be received in space, which is quite interesting. Um, I presume this is an extension of things like the the seeking luxuries or seeking weapons people that hang around. I presume you can, if you get messaged by an NPC and you drop out of crews and talk to them, I guess maybe you can pick up missions from them. I hope yeah, they're better be... paid than normal. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'd like to see what the interface like that is is like. Um, yeah, I mean, it might be it might be a bit like the you know sometimes you get a mission and an NPC gives you like an alternative destination. Uh, it might be that it just automatically goes in your job list and you can do it or not as you please. Um, I don't know. We won't know until someone comes across one, really. Um, because I'm going to sound like a complete noob now, but you know, you know when you used to find those people that were like you know buying certain goods in space. Mm. Um, I was never, as I said, I was never really a trader, so I never really had anything in my cargo hold to give them anyway. But how did that work in on the interface? How did you actually give them the stuff? I I haven't done that since the really early. Really, it happened to me really early on in like the first couple of weeks of of it, of it being a thing, um, and it happened by accident. I didn't even really realise who this person was. I, I dropped out onto a unidentified signal source. And there was a ship there that said, sell me your tech uh, for the best prices. And suddenly my cargo hold was empty. Yeah, you still, as far as I'm aware, unless it's changed very recently, it's still a case of fly up to them and say, hey, well, you don't say anything. They just basically take whatever the new cargo hold that they want and give you money yeah, I mean, for there's it. N- yeah, there's no option to say, do you want to sell to this person? Yeah. If you just get close to them, they just have They just stuff. take it. Um... So yeah, it must be it must be quite similar to that. Um, and there's also a thing about um, there's timed window missions. This is a little bit similar. If anyone ever played Frontier, you know how you'd be given an assassination mission and you'd be given like a location and a time and date, and you had to actually make sure you you were there at that moment. This is a little bit like that, except of course, Elite Dangerous is all in real time. So when it says to you, you have to look out for this person to drop off cargo between 8.45 and 8.50, that, that is literally the time you will have to do it. So it's not, from my experience of experimenting with it in beta, um, it's not a very good mission to do for those of us who maybe have pressures on our time. I think the last time I tried to take on a timed mission, my daughter started crying and I had to go and deal with her. And by the time I came back, the mission had timed out on me because um, it's you know it's even more you know because sometimes you'll pick up a mission that says you've got to do it within 35 minutes okay yeah that's fine but this actually is specifically you have to do it in a 10 minute window between one time and another so it's a bit more of a challenge um unless you've got a complete fr- completely free hand um we've got legal salvage now i can't remember if that wasn't in the last release of the game was it that's only been in beta or has it been in live as well? Uh, I think it might have been in beta, but again, I didn't. I've never done uh, it. I, I well, seem to remember across, it being yeah, on the list across, somewhere. Yeah, you come across Rex in space now. 
and you can pick stuff up and it's i don't think it's tagged as it's not illegal you don't have to smuggle it back um and you've also got because i saw one on the way here although i didn't respond to it um distress signals so i'm i I haven't actually dropped down onto it yet but i'll be interested to see if the distress signal is a replacement for the old unidentified signal source that turned out to be like a trader under attack because they've had they've had trader under attack sort of USSs previously. It'd be interesting to see if those have now been replaced with with um, distress beacons or whether the distress beacon is entirely new content. Because in this 1.5 content list in the changelog, it does say distress call scenarios. Okay. So very interesting to know what that'll be. It also says Alliance VIP escort. I've not come across that. I'm not. I'm not sure. I really want escort missions. <laughs> well, yeah. That's the thing. As you said, if you can't log off, then yeah. uh, that could be a problem. Uh, I think that's. I think that's everything. Um, there's a thing that says unique cargo missions. You have to deliver what you're given. I think I've always assumed that the cargo missions you have to deliver what you're given. Um, but I guess because of the generic nature of some of the cargo you were given previously. I mean, if it's said like you have to deliver two tons of scrap to this place and you lost that scrap. You could just go and buy some more to replace it. Um, but that mission that I did the other day that I discovered after I took it was for the dark wheel. That was a type of cargo that it was unique. It wasn't buyable from the, um, commodities market. So it was labeled. So I can't, I can't even remember what it was labeled as, but it was something like, um, you know, jeweled trinket or something like that. Uh, so if it's basically if, if you lose it if you lose that cargo you've lost the mission basically um, and yeah it also says they've got search and rescue scenarios which would be interesting I haven't come across that I, do you know what I wonder I wonder if they've been adding content to 1.5 while we've all been playing Horizons in beta because there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't remember from playing in the 1.5 beta maybe yeah it wouldn't um Surprise me. Right, should I talk about the Elite Dangerous Blind charity auction then? Go for it. Okay, now this this, pe- this got my interest because some of the prizes are pretty cool. Um, so that Frontier are doing a charity auction for special effect. Um, the, the, there is a link in this document, um, but no doubt it, it's probably on the forums as well. Now, the auction ends on the 17th of December at 9 o'clock GMT. But some of these prizes are cool. Uh, name your own station, which is obviously uh, a cool thing to have if you missed out on it during the uh, Kickstarter period. Um, so if it's something you've always wanted to do, that's, that's a prize. Um, th- but this one's the best one. Uh, your personal unique paint job. So you get to work with um, Chat, who will help develop the paint job for you and you'll and then add it to your account so you'll get a unique paint job how cool would that be um although i I don't know part of me would want to design a paint job but then let everybody have it i wonder if that you know if you asked them they would do that that isn't an option i did actually ask that of ed and it is this is a one-off you you alone nobody else so it is a bloody rare job yeah uh, so i could actually me, have a ship with escape velocity hand painted on the side of the uh if you pay however many credits that's going to be yes yeah i can't do that 
<laughs> I think people might think that's a bit of a u- misuse of your Patreon funds. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I don't even think I wouldn't be surprised if my entire Patreon budget isn't even the top bid for it. You'd probably be right there, to be honest. Con- considering that I met a couple of people who'd spent like over a thousand pounds just getting to the launch party last year. Yeah, um, I, th- I think there'll be some, you know, some. Let's, let's use the word generous. There'll be some generous people bidding on the auction. I would not be surprised. Yeah, but imagine if it's this was like the stars. If it's Star Citizen doing this. You know, considering there's been people there who've paid, like, tens of thousands of dollars for just chips. You know, the, all that extra cash that, that's probably around there. Imagine how much, you know, they'd be able to splurge on a, on a unique paint job. There's got to be a couple of people that would maybe spend $100,000 or something on it. Wow, yeah. Uh, so I've just had a message in-game. Um, did Frontier say the, back, the Black Friday paint job... Is for all ships. Uh, Galor Kraken is saying that. The yes, Viper I believe Mark they did. 4, okay, because he's saying the Viper Mark IV can't use it. I think um, they said so every ship that's in game currently is what they said. Oh, uh, so it might not cover the new ones with one point five. I thought they said it did, but I, I might be wrong. Oh, ow! Might, might be an oversight. Sorry, I've just, Sorry, I've man, just ran into the invisible wall bug. You made it sound like you and I are sitting together and I just started pinching you or tickling you. <laughs> okay, I, no, I, I'm oh, just it, taking no, stop off. It, ben, stop it, Bad touch, bad touch. Bad touch, Ben, stop it. Yeah. I'm just taking off and I ran into the invisible wall bug and suddenly my ship's at 85% hull and no shields. Oh dear. Yes. Ouch. Uh, another prize, oh, every pink job in the Frontier store. That's not a bad prize, is it? Because... Good, I suppose really? if you look at the value of it, it's a couple of quid, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, it's a good few hundred quid. Yeah. I had a weird problem with the paint jobs the other day because I bought some skins uh, during their Black Friday sale um, and uh, didn't, think anything, didn't think anything of it. And then when I came into the game to try and apply them, it said, oh, you don't have any skins available for this ship. Um, I thought, that's weird. And I went in and ch- checked my account and my order was showing as cancelled in Frontier's online store. It's not really a, a Black Friday sale, though, is it? Because unless you've got to elbow a single mother in the face to get something, <laughs> it's just not... It just I digitally, yeah. Right, Chris, we're going to finish that story now where you admit that you didn't actually press the buy button. <laughs> well, no, I don't know, because as far as, I, as, far as I'm concerned, I mean, I'm, I was pretty sure I bought them and went through the whole payment process. Um, but I, I, I realised, looking in my email, I don't have a confirmation email for my order. But what's weird is it's not like I thought I'd ordered it and there's nothing in my account. I've actually got in my account an invoice for those skins and a thing on it that says this order has been cancelled. So unless they create invoices for your shopping basket, regardless of whether you go through the payment process or not. I don't know. <sighs> Very weird. I have I no idea. I mean, it is weird. I agree there. I, I raised a ticket about it. I, I suspect it's low down their priority list, because I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> yeah, there could be some jokes about that, but never mind. Uh, other prizes include Lifetime Expansion Pass, if you don't already have one. Um... Limited edition artwork. So this is more kind of exclusive. Apparently they um, they went they found one down the back of the uh, sofa in the office. Uh, they thought they'd all gone, but there was one more. So they're going to sign it 
all well, all the artists are going to sign it um, and then obviously put it into the auction. Uh, and also VIP community golden tickets. I don't know what does what does that give you. Basically, you get a free ticket to any and every community event that you want to go to, including LaveCon and Fantasticon, apparently. Oh, right. So, okay. Can, can I assume then that Frontier will be buying a ticket? I'm assuming that's what it means, as opposed to yeah, as opposed to we're giving Frontier a ticket for the Frontier to give to their Golden Boy. Yes. Um... But it does mean that, you know, you'd get entry... I think it means entry to EGX and things like that, or E3 and stuff, I guess. But I don't think... It, it doesn't include... Frontier doesn't fly you out there or anything like that, obviously. It's just... Here's the ticket to get into E3. Or it might not even include that. I'm not into, I don't exactly know what's included with that. Wow. Well, that's good of them to at least, uh, as well, especially if they pay for the ticket, it'll be especially good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because um, obviously it uh, promotes LaveCon for us, but if they give us cash as well, then it's win-win as far as I'm concerned. Um, Unless it goes to an American. What have you got against Americans? Well, I don't think, you know, it would be a very dedicated Lave Radio American fan to fly over to here just for LaveCon on the 16th of July 2016. Pluggity plug muck plug. Well done, Ben. <laughs> I can do this thing. <laughs> I actually posted on the Lave Radio Facebook page today um, a picture of David Cameron looking at the telly. I saw that. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of all the different viral ways we can promote LaveCon in, in the run-up to the summer. Um, and I kind of took a tip from the lot. Is it the lottery that are running that campaign at the moment? Which yeah, is a stu- yeah. it's a stupid campaign because their campaign is you need to win the lottery to stop Jordan winning it or something like that. Yes, yeah, it's some weird thing like that. Yeah, but the weird, stupid thing is, it doesn't matter how many tickets you buy if Jordan's numbers come up, you can't know, stop her from winning. You know, it's an advert by someone that doesn't really understand how how a lottery works. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Um, whereas, to be fair, my argument was buy the tickets before David Cameron gets to buy a ticket. Yeah, that way you can't stop him from going. So, because yeah. friend of mine said the other day, "Oh, I could do with winning the lottery," and I said, "Oh, do you buy a ticket?" He's like, "No." I said, <laughs> "Well, that I said that probably reduces your odds a bit." I mean, to be fair, not by much. I mean, it's thirteen million to one, or you know. Well, no, it's to one, but it's still pretty low. Yeah, but it it reduces your odds by infinity, doesn't it? Even you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, you want to you want to take a leaf out of. Uh, I actually I was taken in by it. I didn't realise it was a Photoshop job. The guys who do the Hadron Gospel Hour podcast um, put up a photo on their their website or not on the Facebook showing Ben Affleck wearing one of their t shirts for their podcast. And I looked at it, I was like, wow, that's really cool, that's really cool. And I had no I had no knowledge that this was just a photoshopped image and that Ben Affleck does not, in fact, have uh, a T-shirt of their podcast. But that's not a bad idea. We can find some famous people and Photoshop LaveCon T-shirts on them, couldn't we? Yeah. Um, or if we, we didn't find... have a shred of integrity, we could, I suppose. Yeah. Do we not have any integrity? I thought, sorry, I thought I was given... <laughs> <laughs> or we could we could Photoshop one of those first um, Kickstarter Elite Dangerous T-shirts onto someone and actually make it look as if it fits. <laughs> That's harsh. 
maybe we could get fat bastard off of um, Austin Powers and put. It, or maybe it might fit him. <laughs> Don't call Ben that. Just because he's Scottish. <laughs> I've got nothing against Scottish people. Um, honestly, uh, fellow Celts and all that. Um, okay, so yeah, so if you're interested in any of those, quite some of them, quite awesome, awesome prizes. All the money goes to special effects worth charity. So uh, go do that. Um, next, I'm supposed to plug Ed's 24-hour stream, which is for special effect. Um, does anybody know what's actually going to be happening on this fantastic stream? Eight oh shitloads. Oh, they're giving away more stuff. They're giving away Look, high-end gaming PCs and Xboxes and stuff. It's it's just a bloody good gaming PC. It's a you know good i7 uh, with a you know, what four point six four point six gigahertz i7. Um, Does it make the minimum spec for Vive? It, it I think it must do. Yes. Um, oh, good. It does. Yes. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. I'm trying to find <laughs> what's the graphics card it's got. A it's four a ni- uh, four gig. Um, GeForce, yeah, 980SC, whatever the SC stands for. Um, something to do, it's super cooled, or it can be over... Starship. Awesome. <laughs> Star- <laughs> it's got, it's got yeah. a picture of Chris Roberts on the front of it. <laughs> and it doesn't burn up as well. Um, get an Xbox for it. Five, five Name Your Own Planets. Um, another personal, unique paint job again. Every paint job in the Frontier store again. Three X52s. A Steam Link and Steam Controller. And I have to admit, the Steam Controller looks quite nice. Um, a high-performance graphics capture card, which is apparently, I think they're good for Xbox One streaming and things like that, I believe. Yeah, oh, It's too late for me to do my Star Citizen graphics card joke now, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, three YouTube gaming swag bags, whatever's in them. Five copies of Mo- Mostly Harmless and... The Methuselah Strain and seven player group packs. So the the Hutton Truck has won, the Order of Mobius won, the ESS, the Canon won, the ADK won, the UGC pack, and the Fuel Rats pack. (sighs) Then there's every pack available of the HTS voice packs. And last but by no means least, we've got 10 Planet Coasters orders. 10 Elite Dangerous Horizons orders, and 10 Frontier Premium goodie bags, which gets you the beanie hat, which looks really nice, actually. The Elite hat, which is very nice, because I've got one. And a bunch of mugs and things like that as well. And I think to enter into this, what you've got to do, they've got a Just Giving page, if I remember correctly. Um, And basically, for every pound that you put in, that counts as one vote. So, currently, I have a... You know, you've, for every pound you put in, you've got a 1 in 5,657 chance, which is still better than the lottery, of winning a very cool gaming computer. Yeah. That's, that is it is a good price fund there. That's but the, the only thing is, is you've got to watch Ed play the game for 24 hours. You don't even have to watch Ed play the game for 24 hours. Oh, right. So long as you've so long as you've donated towards special effect and the just giving page, then you're entered into that. There will, I am sure, yet more giveaways of stuff uh, during the live stream because I mean they were giving things away every twenty minutes. I think away during today's stream, 
Um, but there was, what, about two and a half thousand people watching today's live stream, I believe. Oh, right, okay. Um, so quite a few people watching, yeah. So on Ed's live stream, we've got the introduction and speed docking challenge. Do we get any credit for the speed docking stuff, I wonder? Why we, Why do we get credit for it? Well, didn't we do it first at LaveCon 2014? I, I think people had been doing it online before us. They, they probably had. Uh, and then at one o'clock, Barry from Special Effect is coming on, on the stream, and Barry's the top bloke, love him lots. Then we've got the Sidewinders for Special Effect at two o'clock. Um, David Braben is playing the Quizmaster at three o'clock. And we, we do know that Ed Lewis does like a good quiz, so that should be interesting. Um, then it's music oh, this time. Is three, this is three o'clock in the morning, yeah. No, three in the afternoon. Oh, right, okay. okay. Yeah, so it starts at 12 midday. Right, so sorry. Three in the afternoon, we've got David doing quid- quizzes. Four in the afternoon, Jim and Ed Lewis, and possibly others, are going to be doing some musical things live. So that could be quite interesting. Then at five o'clock, the thing that I wish I could be part of, but I'm not going to be around, is the Hudson Orbital Truckers have a new mission to save and protect Frontier Development's Chief Operating Officer Johnny Watts as they go wing-to-wing with Code in a grudge match. So that, I think, would be a lot of fun at five o'clock. Six o'clock, we've got the Code Breakers. Seven o'clock, we've got nothing important happening without Drabbles. We'll just skip over that. Um... (laughs) Michael Gapper and Barry are back at 8 o'clock. Then the racing is at 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Xbox One Master Chefs are doing stuff on their subreddits. That's 11 o'clock to midnight. Uh, midnight on the 22nd, we've got the Hunter Games, which is player groups from Fire and Wide send two tributes into the Hunter Games, battle a battle arena where only one person survives. Two o'clock, we've got a community call-in. So, Zach Antonacci, Barry, again from Special Effect, and Ed Lewis at two in the morning are doing a American-favoured time thing at call-in. So, that's going to be absolutely mad, and Ed's going to have been streaming for 14 hours at that point, so that should be fun. Now, Sandy is joining Ed at three in the morning. For a quiz. Or, a quiz for another AM. quiz, yes. But we've got to do things for the Americans as well, don't we? Yeah, do, do Americans do quizzes? Do they, is it, or is it, I thought it was a very British oh, thing. Oh, you've got double jeopardy, double jeopardy and stuff like that, don't you? Oh, I suppose, yeah. But uh, their game shows are more about spinning wheels and stuff, though, aren't they? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, no, didn't uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire made it over to America as well, hasn't it? I'm sure it has. Then, oh. Anyway, four o'clock, um, Dale Amazri Am- Am- is coming on doing some Anacondas versus Sidewinders. Five o'clock is the Buckyball run. Six o'clock in the morning, the Wonders of the Universe with Alex Bowden is basically talking about how they looked for all the places that they shot films in, in the for all their their trailers and things like that. Seven a.m. we have CQ, CQC. Eight a.m. Uh, the art director director John Laws is. Uh, doing some planet planet coaster things at eight in the morning. Nine at nine in the morning, we've got the billionaire's treasure hunt, and then finally at ten a.m., we've got a light, two hour long prize draw. That sounds even more mad than out than Lavecon's um, raffle. raffle. A two, two hour hours. prize draw. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
Uh, don't worry, though, if you can't make it to the prize draw, so long as you've donated and left your commander name, they'll get in touch with you for our prizes. And, of course, you can watch it back after the event as well. Now, I think the important thing that I want to know is, will Ed have a bowl of Cheetos for him to plunge his face into if they hit, say, £10,000 or something like that? If not, he needs to be sent one. I think something like this has to happen. You know, Viger has to to show his support and send Ed some Cheetos or something. Or Kate. Yeah, that'd be cool. I am very gutted, actually, that I won't be able to join Ed on that, because I'm going to be doing family and worky things. So, ho-hum. Please please say for the two-hour prize draw, they've got Steph helping him out with that. (laughs) (coughs) Because she's the only person I know who's got the stamina for a two-hour prize draw. She does have some good stamina, that lass. Okay, fine. But, uh, yeah, I actually might tune in for some of that. I'm, I'm not usually one for live streams, usually because I forget that they're on. Um, what what date is it? Monday and Tuesday of next week. So well, it's okay. Monday at 12am. Yeah. Definitely want to check out some of the, uh, if nothing else, some of the Planet Coaster streaming stuff would be uh, interesting. I'm well uh, well up for that. Do you want to do a tangent and say, have you seen the Planet Coaster building a building kind of thing? What the no. hell, have got 32 minutes. Oh, they, the <laughs> Planet Coaster released a lovely video showing the things that they've been doing for building some of their, their, their environment in, Planet, in the game. And it looks so rich and so crazy. I uh, just uh, I can't wait to give it a try, basically. Well, I, nice. have you guys actually played any of these previous games? Because um, the, the only one I ever played was Theme Park back, you know, the original one. So, mm. does anybody have some experience of how these games have evolved? Well, this is what I was talking about, really, because actually, you know, in some respects, there was kind of the sort of this is almost sort of third generation now of these kinds of sim games because you had the original theme park and then in the sort of early sort of mid mid 2000 sort of 2010 range you had a sort of new uh sort of wave of them almost with things like zoo tycoon and um uh that sort of thing so i'd be very interested to see what's going on with it i mean i really enjoyed um lion heads the movies which was a sort of theme park type game but instead of running a theme park you were running a film studio um so i'm i'm really interested to see what the kind of new technology brings to bear on 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 the simulation and i think i'm very interested in what they're talking about in terms of making the 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 crowds work on a macroscopic and microscopic scale so the idea is that you know as, as a whole crowd your park works but actually, if you zoom in on kind of an individual guest, you can kind of see their journey throughout the park and hopefully you'll be able to go on the rides yourself and that sort of thing. So um, I think I think it's interesting. I think it's a very different kind of experience. If you've played something like City Skylines or SimCity or any of those, I think it's a very... I think something like a theme park is very different to that kind of management game. Um, I think it's arguably a much more aesthetic experience in terms of building a park that you know you kind of feel happy with the layout of it and um you know i remember in the original theme park on the amiga choosing sort of places for for foliage and trees and stuff um and also designing the rides i mean it'd be great if you can actually design your own coasters and then ride them 
you know, that'll it's not cool. an if Jarvis says you can and you can build your coasters to go through your buildings and all that crazy stuff. I, 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 don't, I don't like to talk indefinite about anything that doesn't at least have an alpha release. Um, <laughs> well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I take I take your point. That is what they've said they're going to put into it. Um, yeah, and I think you know, I think it's a really fun. I think it's a really fun kind of game, and it's it's sort of for me it inhabits a halfway house between something that's very high level like a god game like a sort of city skylines or um uh something like yeah i suppose you could talk about civilization but that's that's even more abstracted um it's sort of between there and the sims you're not controlling individual people and doing that so it's kind um, of like the settlers in that respect i guess yeah in that sort of thing or even like prison architects i mean um Although prison architect being different because you don't have sort of, it'd be interesting to see how where they go with um, with Planet Coaster. Whether they give you that really fine control over making buildings. I mean, like prison architect, you actually lay out walls and floors and then designate what that building is, and you can kind of make any building any size and shape. Um, whereas obviously a traditional theme park game gives you a building and says this is a building. It requires an eight by four. You know, patch of land to sit on. Um, from, be, the, from the video, you can say, Here is a building, it is a something. Here is a window on a building, here is a balcony on a window on a building, yeah. here is a flower pot on a balcony on a building. No, that's cool. And here is a roller coaster going through that window. Yeah, no, that's cool. And, you know, I think that level of control and creativity, I think since Minecraft, I think that kind of level of building detail is a sort of a prerequisite really to engage people's interest in this kind of game now so i think that's a very sensible design decision um yeah yeah i don't know you that you're almost putting me off for that level of detail i mean i the only thing whenever <laughs> i played the original theme park i was like this game is awesome if only i could ride the coasters that's all i really cared about yeah I'm, I'm sure they'll have that as well yeah, I just don't know if I want to go into that level of detail. I mean, you're talking about prison architect and being able to build walls and stuff. I, the whole time I was doing it, I'd be thinking, I could be spending this time designing levels for, for a game or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends on your experience. I mean, I do think, you know, that if... I think the thing for me that made Planet Coaster an absolutely killer app is if you can just walk around the park as a guest. And, you know, in the same way that Prison Architect, you can escape from your own prison. I think in Planet Coaster, the main thing, one of the main things I'd want to be able to do that would really set it apart is to be able to actually visit my own park as a guest and go, you know, and, and see it from first person view. But maybe that's, I think I've made this joke before, but maybe that's, um, maybe that's Planet Coaster, Coaster Horizons or something like that. Sorry, can I just check to something here? I'm currently coming into land with my ship after being beaten up quite a bit. And so I'm currently flying an anaconda. And I just flicked into external view just to land, and I'm about to crash. I'm going to pull up. But <laughs> my ship's been smoking and things like that. That's all fine. But I've got panels and all that kind of stuff. Real deformation. I've got pipes sticking out of the side of my ship. Um, I've broken my, my artwork and things like that on the side of my ship. Um, right. Let's go underneath me. Oh, the bottom of my ship looks completely smegged up. Um, yeah, I mean, the... Um, so, so the Anaconda's always seen. had a... Yeah, the Anaconda's always had a bit of a kind of advanced deformation model, hasn't it? It's, it's gotten a lot richer, I think, than I ever remember seeing okay. it. 
Um, I wow! I I'm amazed this thing's actually able to fly at the moment. <laughs> That's from me crashing through the the barrier thing, the invisible wall as I was leaving the station last time. Oh. Well, it looks like the Leave Radio uh, website is back. Huzzah! For how long we don't know. So uh, Michael Brooks was talking about military ranks. Um, apparently, this is something they're going to. It's it's more of a kind of a, uh, a sneak, or a, a, it's what they're thinking really. Um, but they are going to revisit them because everybody seems to be complaining that there's no um, ranks in the alliance, and so obviously they're probably taking a kind of broader look at that, uh, and they want to make it more like a career. So it's not a cynical coming. Um, multi crew. Did anybody see this live stream? I did, yes. I, I heard Ben squeeing about it on Skype. Uh, can you squee <laughs> for the benefit of our listeners, then? Okay, so, as I think we already suspected, we are... So, you're in a wing, and currently we've got a wing of four people. In your... In multi-crew, it's still only going to be able to be four people playing together, whether that's four people in one ship, two people in two ships, or two people in each of two ships... Or however you want to do it. Now, as I understand things, you're going to be able to have one person per ship seat. So, for example, in a Cobra, you'd have two people, and that's your maximum. Um, I'm not entirely sure how you're going to get any f- four people in, though, because I thought the Anaconda's only got three seats in it, doesn't it? And I think it's the same for the Imperial, the uh, the Cutter. Yeah, but they might have seats like down in the engine bay or something for the engine. They might have uh, additional seats somewhere. Yes, that is very true. Or for weapons, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't. We don't want them to get in the way of May's hammock in the uh, cargo bay. <laughs> yes. Where, where's she gonna? Where's May gonna sleep? <laughs> um, you can hot swap your roles. Basically, you know how in, at the moment when we're driving around the, in the SRV, we've got a neural link into our turret. It's going to be the same kind of interface for that, so you're going to be neural-linked into your ship. And then you'll say, okay, I'm I'm looking at the engineering panels and I can do all the engineering-type things, or I can look at the fire control, and from the fire control station, I can take manual control of the turrets. Um, They've got the tactical station, which has got countermeasures, shields, and sensors. Engineering, which you've just mentioned as an example, which is power management, repairs to your ship, and so on. And naturally, you've got somebody on the helm, like us, as we currently have at the moment. Um, You have permissions that you can give to your ship. So you can say, only allow my friends to fly my ship, or, okay, well, I'm, I'm allowing Chris Jarvis to fly my ship or to take over engineering, but I'm only going to allow Grant to go on the weapons and he can't touch nothing else because I don't trust him. You know, he's going to turn so the engine him, off something. So you give him the weapons. But he won't be able to shoot my ship, hopefully. No, but he could shoot, like, a space station and get well, your yeah. ship. Uh, um, I'm, I'm just going to say, we all remember what it's like trying to play Pulsar with Fozza. Yeah, well, that, oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just put him in charge of the coffee machine and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, hot coffee flowing around in zero gravity that might not be a good idea. Well. Um, you can obviously 
from from Multicree, you can obviously deploy into SRVs, and you can deploy into fighters as well. And I'm going to cough again. Give me two seconds. But still, no. One of the AI things they crew. said. Yeah. One of the things they said that was quite interesting about the um, uh, the multi-crew thing is that they they were saying that they wanted a crew of four to be a match for a wing of four. So that's going to require some some pretty heavy balancing. You know, if you're talking about something like a because I'm saying anyone, let's say for the sake of argument, an ASP. If you're talking about an ASP with four people crewing different positions being a match for four other asps all attacking you that's going to require some serious you know thought <laughs> well I you don't know whether they mean that or whether they mean four smaller single pilot ships because um, i mean either way it's a balancing nightmare because at the moment mm. you know if you're in a further lance you can take down an anaconda on your own mm. um, but you know, if if they're going to change that, then that that's going to change the whole balance of the game, I guess. Um, unless you know, if you can have three people in a further land, say, then all of a sudden you become competitive again. I don't, I don't know, but that's going to be quite interesting to see what they come up with for that. So okay, yeah, I've so got a bug. I've got a bug in Horizons. I don't know if anyone's going to help me with it. I've recorded my. Sh- I've recalled my ship, and having got into my ship, it is telling me that my ship is landed on unsuitable terrain, and I can't take off. My thrusters don't work. I is think this a known can, bug? Uh, it's not what I've wanna, heard of. You might want to try logging in out and out, out and back in again to see if it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, have you turned it off and on again? Uh, yeah. Maybe it'll put you in space or something like that. I don't know. I've had a couple of situations actually where I wind up. I, I could have sworn I was down on the planet and then suddenly I'm in space again. Like when I log oh. back in. I did that. That happened to me a few times on that first night I played the beta, but I, I don't know whether that was bugs or, you know, or whether it's fixed now or whatever. It's still broken because I've just had it happen to me um, this evening. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> Back, oh. Apparently they, all the scouts had a big Christmas feast tonight and they were all so stuffed they couldn't actually get them to move. So <laughs> it took an extra half an hour to get them to come out. Oh dear, and I've come back and my Twitch Twitch feed is just nothing but wreckage everywhere. <laughs> what station's being incredibly hostile? I don't know if you're there, but I've had my ship blown up, beaten up. My my ship looks like it's been through the wars. It's it's looking pretty rough and ready. Um, so you were talking about the the elite the frontier auction, the blind auction, which finishes tomorrow. Have you guys got any bids in? No, I don't think I can afford anything. I'm too poor. I don't, um, I don't bid in. A, I don't bid in any auction that Grant is also part of. <laughs> <laughs> Pointless. It'd be so Absolutely annoying pointless. if if Grant has everything. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that that would also be problematic for uh, marital life as well. So <laughs> I did I did get an email and it did kind of put the shivers up my back. You know, when when someone running these kind of things says thanks for your generous bids, so you think, oh no. 
<laughs> did my finger slip when I had an extra zero? Yes, yeah, so you have to go back and double check and make sure. I did put twenty pound on that, didn't I? Didn't it wasn't like two thousand. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I take it you'd you'd be quite happy if you won the custom skin then. I want a cow skin for my T nine. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't already released that as a skin that people buy on the store. To be honest, well, yeah, I mean, it would be that would be you know perfect, perfect. But saying you know, I don't know, I don't know, you know, it's the, all the choices and you know what it's like. You know, you suddenly, if you do happen to be the the lucky winner, then you've got to kind of rethink: is that really what you want, or is there something even more chaotic that would be funnier? You want a giant purple willy? You know you do. <sighs> I don't know. I've not done that since Space Engineers. <laughs> it makes a very efficient chip and you've got a number of places to hide your hard points <laughs> yes right do you do dock safely though oh de- definitely oh crap I'm going to crash again oh 58% ouch um, so yeah um, but yeah I'm quite excited actually about that to, to see what happens um I think there's the one of the interesting uh, prizes on it. I don't know if you had in the discussion about the sort of passes to all the frontier uh, events and um, the sort of elite meets. Yeah, we were sort of talking about that because we were saying because we were saying presumably that includes Laucon. So presumably at some point Frontier will actually buy a ticket rather than um, just telling people they can totally show up. Yeah, and they better <laughs> I'd be, not. I'd be embarrassing <laughs> if their auction winner rocks up a Laucon and like, well, your name's not down. Who? You're not coming in. You you won what? <laughs> I've no idea what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, uh, they better not. They better not leave it till last minute either, because if the tickets are all gone, then that'd be a shame. Or if David Cameron's got the last ticket, that's it. Well, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The last, the last pig-based room. <laughs> Oh, the thing is, I, I noticed. I noticed somebody in the chat earlier. Um, I didn't. I can't remember the name. Sorry, but they said, um, "If I buy a ticket, do you promise David Cameron won't be there?" But to be honest, I think <laughs> if he did turn up, everybody would just be wearing like a pig mask, wouldn't they? Like out of GTA or something like that. And I, I don't. I, think I, I don't know if I'd wear. I don't know if I'd wear a mask that might invite something that I really didn't want to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that would be a definite theme. Yeah. So I don't think there's a lot of love for conservatives in the elite community. I don't know why. Probably because we're all middle-aged and very idealistic. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to find out I'm wrong now. There's going to be loads of people food posting on Facebook now. Oh, there is John T. Campbell. We know that. Oh right. Okay. What is he? Is he a? Oh, he's a real Tory boy. All oh, right. I know. I just, I, I you know, one of the um, the good things about the elite community is I always thought they all seemed pretty level-headed. Like, I find it hard to believe that someone in the elite community um, would vote UKIP or anything like that. You know, so... Um, that's why I like the elite community. Well, you say that. If you see some of the stuff that's posted in the um, Elite Dangerous group on Facebook, that's, that's pretty bad. Well, actually, I've had to quit that group because uh, I, I, I think it's become a victim of its own success. Uh, and it's just become so popular now that the signal-to-noise ratio has tipped the scales for me. So I've kind of had abandoned that for now. For pretty much the same reason I abandoned the forums, unfortunately. Uh, and it's when you get someone going in the groups posting, I know nothing about Elite Dangerous, what's all this about then? And you're like, how have you even managed to post this message? How do we not have things in place that stop people making posts like that? Well, what's the other one is like, um, I'm in my ship, but I can't undock. 
Um, it's something stupid like that. It's like really, it, it's the first place you go when you can't earn dock to Facebook, find a relevant group, <laughs> join it, and ask questions. Um, so, uh, and to be fair, you usually do get a couple of people, and I don't know whether they're naive and they're being trolled or what, but uh, they they usually do try and be helpful. <laughs> Which yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have that. I don't have that kind of patience. We were all new once. No, I know, I know. And I did like the elite community because uh, on Facebook, because um, you know, when it, in its infancy, it was a great place to pick up on like you know proper community news about people doing stuff in game, or if there was a really cool video of someone doing something, you know, you'd always see it there first. But it, uh, I'm, I just don't get that anymore. So. Never mind. Now I think uh, I'm going to limit myself in terms of LaveCon. Because everyone that comes to LaveCon is awesome. There you go. Um, right, we have 12 minutes, gentlemen. So is there anything that we, we, we need to mention that we haven't already mentioned? Oh, yeah, the other one, Chris Gregory, was talking about Christmas shipskins coming along. They're already there. Yes. We we can get They're in the asps. stores. Yep. Oh, awesome! Right, I'll definitely be checking them out because I do need a big bell or something on my ship. Um, <laughs> okay. Huge bell end. Um, you know, like those bells. <laughs> those bells that you put on a Christmas tree. Oh, see, yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. someone who lowers the tone. Are you thinking? And it wasn't words. me this time. Baubles and tinsel, because you know those are words that really don't have much of a double entendre. You could have gone for those, but no, you had to go for bells. I could have. I think it's really funny that they went through all this effort during the Kickstarter process to ensure that no one had a um, front, uh, a commander name that was really offensive, and now you can buy an entire alphabet bobblehead pack for your dashboard. So I'm, I'm now waiting for the Twitch streams with you know Commander Commander Dogcock or something, just kind of with his name just across his dashboard. So you're limited to is it six letters? Seven, I think. It no, is. it's ten. Yeah, something like that. Oh, it's ten. It's ten. Okay. Oh, it's ten. You've got ten slots on your dashboard, and you've got something like. And it's funny because it said sixty-four alphanumeric characters. I think that's quite a lot, but I suppose it's lowercase, it's uppercase, really. lowercase, uppercase numbers. That's I sixty-two. Have, I have seen two. I have seen. Uh, I have seen a fuck me, and I have also seen a hashtag for <laughs> the mug. Yay for the mug! Talk, yeah, uh, I've actually got two things I want to very quickly talk about. First of all, for the mug. Um, another, I said another game has allowed me to buy a yacht in it, and I have ma- bought a yacht which is now called For the Mug. Nice. Yes. Nice. So, um, talk, so just, just talking about the, the, these, these festive skin packs, my only criticism of it is that, like a lot of the skin packs, you can only buy the complete like, pack for like five quid or ten quid or whatever it is. There's no option to say, well, look, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't want need six different colours of wrapping paper for my asp. Um, yeah. You know, like I just want the green one. Is there no option to just buy the green one for like two pounds or something? Yeah. That's my only criticism, and it's my criticism with a lot of the um, paint jobs. Actually, is that sometimes you can't get them individually; you can only buy them um, as like a complete set. I suspect they might have done that deliberately, though, because they used to. If you remember, the first packs were you could buy, say, every one of the five, every one of the five skins individually, apart from the, what I would argue probably the best one, which was always part of the multi-pack one. And they've basically taken away the individual ones for most cases. And 
I think that's probably better than here's a blue one, here's a yellow one, and here's the one you actually want. But for the one you actually want, you've got to buy the multi-pack. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it might be that the actual work that's required to make the skins, you know, the, the way that it's priced is effectively what it costs for you to buy one of them, and actually maybe just cycling the colours on the, the job <laughs> isn't actually much well work. Be. It could well um, be. But, I don't know, really. Um, but the other thing that I think is qu- there's some good information actually on Mike Evans was talking about ship launched fighters. Oh yeah. So you can have he's basically the ideas that they have for the ship launched fighters is he's almost seeing them as I want to almost call them disposable ammunition almost, or at least semi disposable ammunition. Um, they're glass cannons. So, you know, they've got a lot of power behind them, but you are so, so vulnerable. Um, they are probably going to be, at least optionally, AI-controllable. Not every ship could have them. So, for example, this, the example he gave was maybe a Python couldn't have a ship-launched fighter in it because the Python is basically a multi-role fighter in its own right. But say your Type Nine could have a wing of four, uh, a wing of four fighters in it instead of a whole load of cargo bay. So really, I mean, if they're AI controlled, it, they're basically attack drones in a way, aren't they? They are, yeah. But they can also be human controlled as well. Okay. So you can jump into them as well. Um, I went off and asked him, "Are we being neural linked into the fighters, or is it? Do I physically get into it?" And the current thinking is that it's going to be neural-linked, but every, as with everything, subject to change. This neural-link um, interests me, because they've used it with the turret, and they're going to use it for these ships. Um, so I'm thinking, is it like the Matrix? What happens if you die in, in the turret? You know, if the turret gets blown <laughs> off, do you die in real life as well? I think you might have a bit of a headache or something. I don't know, I mean, can you... Maybe I'm just so, thinking, maybe okay, so there needs to be a short story about it, I think. I think it's a philosophical topic for a, for a little short story. You're probably right there, but just thinking about even with current state of tech, as Ed was saying during the Vive walking demo, I think they've got a point where basically you're, stand, you're walking along and then all of a sudden the floor in front of you collapses away. And this person was so into the demo that she literally screamed and had to sit down. And the guy giving the demo was like, are you alright? Are you sure you're, you know, just checking that, making sure she's alright? Because she has such a visceral reaction. And that, See, that was... That sounds freaking awesome. Yeah. But, can you imagine that dialed up to, you know, with something plugged, injecting and going straight into your brain, so you don't even have the, what it, the, the wands and things like that that they're holding? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I could imagine getting... Needing to take a couple of minutes if you suddenly get blown up. Yeah. You'd yeah. be getting people saying stuff like, I'm in my Vive and I get my ship blown up. And I, I'd want <sighs> I to... I need a I minute, want, No, no, I want to be able to float in space and feel start feeling the cold <laughs> before I respawn, <laughs> before I see a menu or something. I want it to be totally immersive or something like that. Open the window. Towards, yeah, fade to black and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get some ice and things like that. And then what it can do is, um, uh, you know, it asks if you're male or female, it'll ask you what religion you are, so when you die, 
<laughs> if you're a Christian, you see a bright white light. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's just stop there, shall we? Well, you know, these immersive fans, you you, 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 you don't know what it takes to satisfy hey, them. You, need, you don't want to break immersion, do you, Grant? In fact, what they'll you, have you to can. do is... <laughs> there's, there's that immersive law. Exactly. What, what they're going to do is they're also going to install a plastic bag into the Vive, so if you get blown into space, it just suffocates you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have your Remlock come on. Yeah, but after the time runs out, that's it. <laughs> Total immersion. Uh-huh. Yes, I think that's getting a little bit too close to the mark. Maybe. Just check it. No, I'm checking the chat room to stage. Someone's saying, I take my money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Sandy and Ed were talking about looting and crafting, which is looking really quite interesting. Uh, to, qu- to quote Sandy... Saying, sorry, sorry, I just got to add, that brings a whole new meaning to permadeath, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that could be the Iron Man mode. <laughs> um, sorry, so carry on. Sandy wants to personalise and customise our ships, making them look cooler. We want um, ship names. Ship names. <laughs> we do want ship names, I agree. Definitely want ship names. Well, it, it should be soon, because apparently that bug ticket was just underneath the 10-credit bug. Okay. So, um... <laughs> so the way that you're going to be able to do that is you'll be able to visit a mechanic in your contacts menu. And, again, to quote Sandy, you'll be able to pimp your ship. Uh, you can do upgrades of the modules. The guy will then go off and request... You some materials and resources for it, so you'd then go and find them if you don't already have them, and you can upgrade things like your FSD, your weapons, your shields. Um, there's a wide range of module upgrades. Um, for some things, yeah, you might say have a faster shooting laser, but maybe it heats up quicker or something like that, so it's going to be better, but there might also be a negative perspective on it as well. Um, again, quote at Sandy, they want some awesome new effects on things but he does admit that it is going to be difficult to balance and there are going to be even more materials that we'll be able to collect and they'll be asking for Yeah oh, It would be cool if you could like, you know, dock your ship and go to the mechanic but if they've got avatars well, you know, if we get to the stage when they've got avatars and stuff like that for NPCs, you know, you could have like a a bald, greasy bloke or something <laughs> who who sucks air through his teeth when you ask him how much it's going to cost or something like that. That'd be, uh, yeah, it's going to cost you, mate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do so we, we want to quickly... The, the, ten, the 10 credit bug, is that in 1.5 or is that a feature of Horizons? It's gone. It's a, it's a feature. It's completely <laughs> fixed. Hopefully. Uh, awesome. Do we want to quickly cover David Braben's Ask Me Anything? In two minutes. Oh, God, I forgot about that. That was today, wasn't it? <laughs> that was today. Is that today? That was today. It uh, was at 10 o'clock today. Yeah, well, well, it's up to you. We basically got two minutes, so either you save it for next week. Right. Um, Steam Key. Alan- Steam Key's coming soon. Um, they know that 2.0 doesn't contain as much content as the community wanted. However, it's a good start and it lays a lot of the foundations. More to come. The cutter, shut the heck up about it, is balanced. The missing sounds <laughs> interesting. Um, it's basically going to be the main story arc of season two. Some oh, colonies have okay. been 
lost a while the civilization were first colonies in the stars and we never retrieved them with previous elite games these old colonies could only be viewed via wormholes sorry visited via wormholes so this is basically all the the old ships that have gone and there are going to be wrecks there's going to be existing colonies but the tech might be several hundred years old who knows ah, do you know what i know a really good writer who wrote an excellent short story in one of the official elite books uh, about <laughs> old colony ship i can't think who you might be talking about there no no I can't. crazy talk crazy talk crazy talk uh, uh, tales from the frontier go and get it get the audiobook also Amazing. also audiobook as well uh there's no <laughs> not going to be any new station types so far uh we might be able to process some mining on the surfaces later Ship naming still on the list, coming soon, maybe. Any new plans for the Alliance? Oh yes, definitely. When? During season two. Um, the dev teams want to develop their own official tool to help with the UI colours. We might be able to share missions whilst flying in wings, more on a later date. Despite focusing more on gameplay than new ships, the season two will still bring in some new ships and SRVs. Water worlds are going to be coming in another season. Yes? Was somebody saying something there? No, it's just the voices okay. in your head, mate. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to ignore them. Um, water worlds are coming in another season. However, we will, well, we might see volcanoes and geysers in ED Horizons. Um, already co- talked about integrated fighters, already talked about multi-roll crews. Uh, they're wanting to make power play more interesting and more diverse, diversified. Uh, return stronger than ever in season two. <laughs> we might get bookmarks in two point two apparently. Uh, four people per ship. We've already covered multi roll. We've already covered rolls. We've already covered ship launches. We've already covered um, SRV customization. I think that Chris Gregory covered that, saying SRVs are hopefully coming, but it might be more of a color scheme change rather than a skin idea, because the SRVs don't really have a lot of... It's all glass, really, isn't it? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Um, loot and crafting will allow players to configure their ships as Sandy was talking about, So and the materials, yes. And uh, we, we might be able to store modules more in a later date, they're thinking about it. And that's it for the Ask Me Anything. How was that for fast? Yeah, that was good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> really impressed. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mindwipe, who has been very much with us in the chat tonight. Uh, and I suppose I better read out the other people. We got Penguin, Alien, Arkinbaust, Babster, Highbite, Kurlek, Levovsky, Payne, Ripped, Tea Time, uh, Didix, Grand Solo, Lev Von Shadow, Mangle, Nylon, and Nyras. Um, anyone in game, guys? The game's been buzzing around a lot tonight, actually, yeah. So we've had Commander Highbite and Wu Ye, as I was seeing earlier. Um, Commander Arkhamburst was around, E-Pilot 007, Lavosky, Nyrez, Slapshot, Stephen McCreary, Commander Payne, Commander Mindwipe again, uh, Commander Silver Orange, and somebody in the Cobra Mark IV whose name I can't actually currently see. So sorry, Cobra Mark IV, whoever you are, but hi. Cool. Um, right, I suppose I better wrap things up then. Um, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. Uh, thanks to all my uh, my fellow co-hosts, Chris Jarvis, Grant Walcott, and Ben. 
Uh, you've, been, you've been really funny tonight, guys. You've kept me entertained. Um, <clears throat> if you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, find us on facebook.com slash laveradio, or at laveradio on Twitter. You can join... Are we still doing the Skype chat channel? I ask this every time, I know. But, yes, uh, we're still doing the Skype chat channel. Yes, uh-huh. it's still very busy. <laughs> it's just I left it so long ago. But yeah, if you add Fozza101 to your Skype contacts, and you'll get added onto the chat channel, and apparently there's still people there. Um, Have you been missold PPI? <laughs> are we going to adverts now, are we? It's a bit late. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have our own TeamSpeak server, which is always alive with very interesting people and Remclep. Um, uh, commanders come and help there, hang out there quite often. Go to laveradio.teamspeak3.com. Uh, just a reminder, if you aren't listening live, it's recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight and streamed out uh, at the website laveradio.com forward slash live for two hours. Um, as I said, thanks very much, guys, for doing this week's podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. And until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. such a shame it makes other stations sound very lame that's Lave Radio ooh, swing your pants no, no, Simon, we're not them we're Pink Custard we cut the mustard we're never flustered we can't be trusted Lave Radio, this song's for you for the Orange Sidewinder crew Elite Dangerous is what you do and then you talk a lot about it too. Lave Radio, ready to play Dio. Search for their website and off you go. Lave Radio, nothing to pay Dio. Sci-fi gamer, DJ fans, this is your show. Oh, it's a niche audience then. This is Radio Online called Lave. With DJs Chris is Alan, John, but not Dave. Forever surfing internet airwaves That's Lave Radio It's a podcast that's based on a game Not to listen would be such a shame It makes other stations sound very lame That's Lave Radio Lave Radio
this? Are you sure it's Lave? Yeah, Lave Radio. It's not Love Radio. Well, I know we all love Lave Radio. No, but it's not Live Radio. Oh, well, it, I don't know whether it's Live or... or. Like, Lave, live, Lave, 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 Lave Radio, live, and we love it. 